You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 145. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 145. Ciento Quarenta I'm surprised you pulled that out. That was a good one. Why? The way you've been feeling, no sleep, oh, little allergies. No, this always gets me excited and pumped up. I wasn't sure my voice was going to hold through for that. I mean, y'all That's what I mean. might hear. High notes and some low notes <laughs> on that one. Y'all might hear I got a little deeper voice today, you know. Important little Barry White action, so not to be confused with Barry Manilow. That's the guy who does my real estate stuff. Ah, Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. <laughs> what you guys up to? Well, coming to you without you a gonna, sling today. I know, ah, I see that. I don't see a sling on Man. that today. And that has inspired our topic of finding freedom in mm. all the places. I thought so, you were going to say slingless. No. Slingless in Seattle? I did consider sleeping with it one night, though. Couple nights ago, <laughs> I was. The pain was so bad. I was like, man, maybe. Well, Somebody know, told me they put it on at night. Your body's got to get reaccustomed to, uh, you know, functioning without that brace. So I'm like, we, you and I talked. You know, you may want to just wean yourself off and just, you know. Yeah, here you and did there. tell me that one day. I can't remember where that was where I saw you. Uh, but in any event, we're coming to you with the topic on Friday freedom, and this is going to be, you know, mental freedom, physical freedom, maybe decluttering, think, taking things out of our lives to find a little freedom. Things like that. So I think we got a plenty of different angles to talk about today. But before we hop on into things, we are not throwing it to John. Come on. <laughs> we are throwing the Richard Rider over to Craig. Hey, it's been a while. It has. It has been Craig a while. Craig always comes up with some good stuff. So I know. I'm ready. It's been a while. He's got some great ones. Steve's had some awesome ones. He went ones to Ole Miss this weekend and got inspired. I did go to Ole Miss this weekend. That was we a, saw those colors. That was funny adventure. on you, CC. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I have red in my closet now. It's really <laughs> tripping me out. Oh, my gosh. But uh, it was an awesome weekend. The things you do for your kids. I know. <laughs> I tell you. It was awesome. But in the uh, spirit of our topic, Finding Freedom, I just thought of this. And so, you know, it's kind of spontaneous. Would you rather... Let me see if this comes out right. When you wake up in the morning, spend 12 hours in a pitch black box standing. Box. Yes. I like, think like a telephone booth, right? Okay. It's pitch black. You're in there for 12 hours. Just enough room to kind of move a little bit. Or wear a ball and chain on your ankle for a week. You're standing in this telephone booth yes. in the dark. In the dark. Is it, what's the climate like? Is it hot? Is it uh, it's, cool? It's, it's is livable. it outside it's, Louisiana because I'm going to die? It's livable. Livable. It's not necessarily comfortable. 12 hours, man. How are you going to the bathroom? So, well, let's let's assume that can be taken care of. But <laughs> let's assume you... I'm thinking about, like, you're just stuck. Like, you're not definitely having any fun in this situation. Right, got it, got it. And so, 
either, you know, I guess it depends on, I'll see what y'all say. Well, I'll go ahead and jump in. And ball and, and chain, this. think of like a cannonball size thing on a chain around your ankle, and you have to deal with that for a full week and all activities. Okay, I'm going to go with the uh, 12 hours of darkness. I'm assuming it's going to be silent too, so that would be uh, a little reprieve from all the chaos and noise we got going on at my house. Um, you know, it'll just be a little time that I could just reflect, do some praying, do some thinking meditating, whatever else. So I think I would rather go through that in the shorter term and get over it rather than be confined by the ball and chain for a week. What if it's a coffin-sized box? Yeah, I think that's a little more fair. I'm leaning towards coffin size. The more, uh, yeah, I do, coffin size. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you know, I'm not really worried about confined spaces. I'm not necessarily either, and I'm taking the box as well. Woo! Um... But no the, marriage in his future, obviously. He's like, no ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking the box because initially I was like slam dunk to the box, but then it dawned on me if we're doing this in the daylight hours, you're losing like a day of your life. You are. Mm-hmm. In the box. That you're not losing with the ball and chain. But walking around with the ball and chain is kind of tough. I mean, I don't know how, how heavy is it. The, the, I mean, like, am I dragging it? Or is it just walking around by me? You know what I mean? It's like, a cannonball. Like, it, you drag it, you're going to... It's gonna, probably got spikes in it, too. You, you could grab it, I guess, and carry it with you. Yeah. I don't know if I could get around in the ball and chain. It really wouldn't or be maybe that bad. Maybe I'll say you get the hunch over pretty good. To get I'm going to take the box, just because I'm with John. I feel like I could just get some good meditation, prayer, be dark, couldn't really read, be stuck in your thoughts a lot, take a few naps, and just stay up the next <laughs> night. <laughs> right be up for days <laughs> be up for a while what'd you think cc man you know i want to say the box just because it's for a day but you know as i've gotten older i'm feeling a little claustrophobic like just yeah. the thought of getting in that box my heart rate's going up it's kind of trippy mm-hmm. and i have these patients who get these mris and the tight tubes and i'm like mm-hmm. oh, i couldn't do it i'm like yeah. oh you're a wuss and then i uh i'd gotten one on my knee a couple years ago and i thought man if i go in this thing it's like a freedom like you don't have control over your environment you perceive that yeah you can tell them get me out but um, and so I thought, you know, in one sense, you lose your freedom of, you know, space and you're confined almost like a prison, but then the ball and chain could be figurative for like, you know, something weighing you down. Um, God, if it's a coffin size, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I mean, I may just have to sludge that ball around and, and it's weird because I never appreciated that until it I kind of happened to me and got into some tight situations and watched these shows. These cave divers are like wiggling your body through like a foxhole for like 100 yards. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even breathe watching this show. So. <laughs> I mean, literally, have you seen these yeah. people? Oh, yeah. Y'all. I mean, they're literally shimmying and they love it. And I'm, I'm sitting there and wanna, I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> you know, if that was the situation, I would go with the ball and chain and just like deal with it. It would suck, but... I can see that too, especially coming off the sling, because I think about my doctor telling me, uh, I'm afraid, my one fear for you, it's going to be like you're one of those guys in a submarine. That's what I was thinking oh, when yeah. you were just telling me the the guys going through the caves or whatever. And he's like, I'm worried that you're just going to go crazy after a few weeks to start trying to take your clothes off mm-hmm. and move around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can kind of see, I can see that too a little bit with the, you feel super trapped if you're physically trapped in the box. And no one's going to open it for you. Yeah, I, I will say. At the 12-hour mark. At the 12-hour mark. Celebration, It will baby. open. Big celebration. Anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. No, I think it's good. That's Very a, fitting for what we're dealing with here. A tough one here. All right, let's roll on the topic. John, what you think on freedom, buddy? Well, you know, um, 
some of the things that CC was talking about in the would you rather kind of um, spark some thoughts for me. You know, it just seems now like beginning practice, four fewer people were um, claustrophobic and had problems going into the closed imaging, um, you know, MRIs, that kind of thing. It just seems like it's more prevalent now uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if it's an age-related thing or a societal thing, but it just seems like a lot more people have difficulty doing that. So it may just be with the, the change in psychology and uh, with the society, but it just seems that a lot of people are a lot more bothered by losing that little bit of freedom whenever you are in that imaging tube. So that was something that just his, his little would you rather sparked that thought. I do agree. I recently had an MRI, well, now a couple months ago, and I would hear a lot from my clients like, man, couldn't get it done. And I was thinking, man, gosh must be pretty rough and I did it and it, it was I was fine having my little headphones the music playing but I can see for sure how someone would be could get claustrophobic in there because also you don't really know how the time how long's lasting etc strange noises yeah so yes I think that that is a good uh segue into it what you think on freedom Craig I thought it was an interesting topic because I think that's something I've often contemplated you know as I've gotten older it's um I look back in my life and I was never like a huge fan of things that tied me down. Likewise. You know, so I look back and I mean, even organized sports, because I had to go to practice, like it kind of controlled my environment. Like I had to go. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a choice. And so playing sports was always like on Sunday night, football be the next day. And I was just like, oh God, I love playing football, but I hated like the fact that I couldn't go home after school and watch TV and hang out. And, you know, and it was weird. Maybe my whatever, but it was just like that, that, that thing I had to do. Or if you have a standing meeting, you have to go, right? Um, even work to some extent, like, you know, most of us got to show up Monday through Friday. And I guess the last 15 years, and we've talked about this, has been a journey to change that reality about having a little more, as Matt says, lifestyle living, you know. Word, brother. He's not constrained by geography. He's practicing out of the state once a month. And so um, I love this topic because there's so many things in our life that I think um, you know, maybe hold us back or keep us kind of in a, in a sort of internal prison in a sense. And so we can talk about ways to break the chains. Yeah. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, whenever they're looking at their, um, desired profession, school, those kind of things, they don't take that into consideration. I certainly didn't. Um, and as much as I love and enjoy what I do every day, um, I would like to have more freedom and not have to physically be in the office. Uh, as much as I am required to be, uh, not that I want to be going all the time, but I would like to go overseas more and be able to stay for longer periods. And for, uh, the type of work that CC and I do, it's just mm -hmm. not conducive to be going for long periods of time. Uh, when people need you, they need you. Uh, right. so that's, uh, something that I think it's important to maybe have those discussions with younger people about their future, what they want in life. Um, and I think that overall, uh, society is trending differently now than it was whenever we were growing up. I think a lot, I saw, um, there was a report, uh, recently that I read that they said most people are going to, not most people, but a large portion of the people, probably 20, 30% of the population will never own any property. They will just do short term mm -hmm. or long term leasing, which mm. you guys are into. So they'll just kind of move around, you know, and they'll have more freedom with, um, their profession and to be able to just go live in different areas and experience different things. So I thought that was neat. That's neat. You think about retirement, people work their whole life to yep. quote unquote retire. Amen. 
you know, and I don't know if their goal, most people's goal at retirement isn't to have something they don't have like a new house or a fancy house. If anything, it's to have the freedom to do mm -hmm. what they want when they want. Like they spend their whole life to reach the goal of freedom, you know, in a sense where they don't have to show up, you know, at work. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that is something that when I went into my little field here, I went and did the plaintiff side of work so I could have freedom. What John was saying, wish I would have thought about that more. It's cool. I watched my dad, who's a defense attorney, bill by the hour. And you're, if you're not billing, you're not making money. And so you have to be constantly doing something, you know, versus in my world, it's a lot more risk uh, adverse, I guess. And so you have to sit there and A, get the client. But if you do and you kind of get good systems processes, people working for you, you don't have to actually physically be there as long as somebody who is on the other side. But I shout think, out to Coco. <laughs> and that is a that is a um, something that it was important to me, though, is to have the freedom. But at the same time, I think in having it, you have to I'm making a trade there, too. If I was billing by the hour, I would have, you know, potentially a, a insurance company, corporation, somebody I'm working for. You have guaranteed business. You don't build by the hour. You have the freedom, but you got to make sure you're getting clients. So there's. I think a trade for the freedom, and I also wanted to, to second what you were saying, Craig, early on. Um, in the day, like you were saying, feel constrained to go into football. I sometimes feel like that in my normal day. If I look at my calendar and have three or four things I have to do, today would be a great example. Work up, had to go, woke up, had to go to work, had a call at 10, haircut at 10.45, come over here, shoot the podcast, and then something this afternoon. Well, I look at my thing, I'm like, God, dog. Every time I turn around, I got to be somewhere doing something. I can't stand that feeling. I like the one or two things and then the rest just is going to kind of flow where it flows so i think that that's something that i try to make a didn't do the best job today but a concerted effort to plan my days where i do have freedom throughout yeah i agree uh that that is a fun way to to get by um going to, switching to another little topic um you know before i got married talking about freedom and losing freedom here <laughs> uh, you know before my wife and i got married um I said, hey, look, you know, we got Andrew. That's great. He, this is perfect. I don't really need any of my own kids. I think there's enough of me out here. <laughs> it's probably a good thing not More to have enough. anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I uh, gave up some of that freedom joining, uh, you know, her in marriage and bring it on Andrew. And then next thing you know, she keeps forcing children on me every time I turn. We know the hey, truth, man. Wallace. <laughs> so my, my long-term plan was to continue to travel the world and be at movies on like Thursdays and <laughs> be at movies on Thursdays. Uh, but you know, I've lost, um, uh, the freedom to do some of those things, having the smaller kids, but, uh, you know, it's so much more rewarding, so much more enjoyable, uh, spending that time with those little ones. Um, so I definitely I think that goes back it. to trading. You wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it, uh, yeah. you know, without having experienced that and, mm -hmm. and going through that, I would have said, I don't want it. I don't need it. But now, you know, I certainly wouldn't trade that out for anything. Yeah. What are y'all's thoughts on, I guess there's a couple other avenues here, mental freedom. Right. You know, I think maybe what if you feel maybe trapped in your own, I don't know, anxiety, depression, maybe things that have happened to you or worry, you know, what are some of the things maybe that, you think people might face mentally and how to unchain that, that mental sort of agony they might be going through. Yeah. I think that's something very common. I mean, probably everybody to some degree deals with it, you know, thoughts in your mind, um, something you can't control that you tend to maybe fixate on or go round and round about. Um, and I think that that's, 
you know, something that I personally enjoy trying to deal with is mental freedom, meditation. I know I've talked about it on a lot of the, the podcasts. I've read several books on, you know, the power of different ways to meditate or prayer, etc. Um, I think it's super key. And I feel I started, it's funny, it, not how funny, but had the injury. And before the injury, every morning, just about for, gosh, probably over a year, I was doing, I'd wake up. Or some point in the day, do a meditation and then do my prayers, read a little bit, nice, calm, quiet, 45 minutes to an hour in the morning. Had the procedure, have nothing to do. Can't even leave my house for two and a half weeks. I think I meditated like a handful of times because my <laughs> mind was like running. <laughs> my mind was like running like, oh my gosh, like what's 45 degrees, 40 degrees, 45 <laughs> degrees, 40 degrees. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh my God, CC, we, we, the brakes hit too hard in the car. Am I okay? Um, <laughs> that was a real phone call. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> Which uh, was a good, it was a good one. Uh, the, the self-driving car stopped itself. Um, but it was funny because my mind was so sped up. If I would have gone back to like my old school ways of doing it would have probably been a much beneficial thing to do, but I was so worried about my health or me and how am I feeling, what's going on after the surgery that I got away from some of my core principles that I've now noticed are kind of coming out of it here. And I'm back to meditating every morning my prayers. And I'm like, golly, it's kind of pitiful. I didn't do it during those times. Easier said than done. But I think something that could have been really beneficial to me and is at times when I do it. Yeah, you know, I think it's something that we just need to... Uh you know, be conscious of those things. A lot of people suffer with anxiety, depression, other things like that. And those are thought cycles that usually uh, cause their health to deteriorate. So I think there's a lot of different avenues that you can uh, get yourself out of that without medication. Uh, you know, some people obviously require it. Uh, but going back to one of the episodes that we talked about with Andrew Mims, uh, you know, oh, yeah. he, great one. he would start visualizing everything that uh, he had looking forward to, to a future trip or some kind of event that he was looking forward to. So it was something that he would, uh, change his thought process. So I think there's a lot of ways to do that. He looked at the past two trips. He had been he on would look at photos some, and, correct, stuff. and relived it mm -hmm. and kind of relive some of those things. So those are a couple of good examples. I think for me, like if I have something that's, uh, racing through my mind, that I don't really want to let, um, listen to myself. Think about that. Uh, reading is something that'll help, uh, also focusing on uh, different prayers will help uh, break that thought cycle. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I think it's just something you have to play with to kind of figure out how breaking that thought process works best for you. Yeah, I'm with you guys, uh, especially you, Steve, on prayer. You know, prayer is huge for me, getting over some of those hurdles. Um, you know, gratitude, being thankful, looking back on trips. Um you know, something Matt's been limited by, which is good, is exercise, right? Whenever you're running and riding a bike, you feel free. You see God's nature. And then for some people, a physical um, freedom could be a challenge, whether they have a handicap or an injury. Like Absolutely, had. yeah. It makes you appreciate it. And, um, you know, I guess if you think about it, you know, we could, as Steve mentioned earlier, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, practicing helping people. And to some extent, it limits some daily freedoms, but maybe that we're all here to help each other and we're giving somebody a physical freedom. You know, mm -hmm. I know Steve's helped me when I had some pain and, um, it's just cool. I guess Amen. at the end of the day that might help you embrace your, um, you know, maybe we're, we're not here to just kind of live a completely comfortable life. You know, we're, if you're not a little uncomfortable in a day helping somebody, then you're probably looking more at yourself than the other person. Right. So it's probably good to do a little something that doesn't feel comfortable to go out of your way and help somebody. And, uh, maybe think about that. Yeah. I think physical freedom, that's something I could talk about too. Um, <laughs> 
driving, for instance, starting to drive again, just had two months off. Haven't seen that yet. Um, I was prepared, buddy. I was coming to get you. I was sat outside your office waiting for you to come out, and you weren't there. I wasn't even at my office. I thought I was getting a haircut. You told me you, were, you needed to get picked up. I know. I said he I took away it. my freedom because I was waiting for him, CC. Can no. you believe that? John said he was going to be late, and I said, man, I have an opportunity to go hang out with Craig. See you, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably exactly what happened, except, <laughs> he didn't, except he didn't tell me. <laughs> I said, I'll let you know if I need a ride. I probably did. I left it. You said, That's well, hilarious. I said, I'm over here hanging out with Craig. Opportunity <laughs> came. I texted Craig. He said he was free. I said, yeah, bye, John. Yeah, I finished early. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it is something that I noticed uh, a lot uh, during the time having that sling on for eight weeks almost is man the physical freedoms not just like being able to run or walk just you know want to go load the dishwasher or drive the car having to depend on other people and i think that that's something too that the other people have provided me freedom like if i didn't have someone like alexandra to drive me around or to go where i need to go um or friends picking me up whatnot it would be difficult i would have no freedom so like just like y'all are talking about in your professions Y'all can probably speak to that, making people feel free through, you know, injury and healing them back and getting while you're having to be in the office, but you're providing freedom to other people in those ways. Yeah. I mean, a lot, you know, people who have severe issues going on, right. You know, they are basically trapped in, in bodies that aren't working well enough for them to have their full enjoyment in life. So those are things that we do to help alleviate those symptoms, restore what we can, uh, to get them give them the freedom to return to some of those activities. And that's a very great rewarding thing to do. I know that's one of my favorite things uh, about what I do. I'm sure it is the same for CC. Um, but talking about the, just the traveling driving aspect of it, you know, I think that's a big freedom and it's a big momentous uh, moment in growing up and development. So that's something that we're about to FTV. embark on with Andrew, yeah. you know, uh, next week on October 3rd, he will be able to t- sit down and take the test uh, to get his full driver's license. I bet he's never studied harder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he's studied yet. Oh, but, shoot. You know, we've been practicing. We've been driving around just about every night, letting him go drive all over town. So trying to get him comfortable. He's uh, needs a little work, so he's getting a little better every day. But uh, you know, that's something that the whole um, city – the whole area will just be open up to him with his ability to move freely by himself without having to be picked up, dropped off. And it'll also free up some of uh, the things that we need to do in life yeah, too. Free up your yeah. time. I know, yeah, I know this is something that CC's already been oh, through. Awesome. and Yeah, it creates a lot of freedom. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I hear a lot. A lot of people talk about how great it is when they, they start driving, but uh, a little bit of nerve-wracking, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Increase some insurance limits. <laughs> Y'all have any suggestions for our listeners who may be – I think sometimes we create a ceiling in our life about like we're trapped and we kind of create this own prison. But I know there's times in my life where I felt like this is it. But then I've something happened in my case, a Tony event or something where it gave me a new perspective to have the courage to do something I was afraid of doing, like maybe hiring some more help or maybe not, you know, unhiring somebody that was holding back me or something like that. And just taking the, having the courage to do it or a patient who feels like they're trapped in their own body, like Steve said, and instead of saying, this is just me, actually believing that they can get help and change and sort of have that courage to create the new reality. Like, like you, Matt, when you're in your work, you, at some point you said, I'm no more, I'm going to change what I'm doing. And you, you made some major steps. I did make a lot of changes to get where we are to get where you are today. And so any thoughts on that guys, like having courage to, to kind of break the ceiling of what you can call your prison, so to speak. Yeah. I think that, um, 
we all can have a tendency too to just kind of get stuck in a rut in life like the daily day-to-day going by and then look up and be like man and that's one of my fears i i do say all the time man i feel trapped sometimes i've been in lake charles now for two months and i'm literally like <laughs> man i feel trapped in this no! place well, well, well my analogy to this is is like you know this little like snow globe shake them up and you look at the little people uh, in there oh yeah i feel like i'm in snow globe of lake charles just driving down these same streets every day over and over i can't even tell one to the difference but instead of snow other. it's 100 degree humidity <laughs> <laughs> it's like heat waves rising up um but that's how i personally feel in my life at times when i like don't think about trying to, you know, push myself or do something different, get out of my comfort zone. So sometimes the fear for me of being trapped or being, you know, mundane the over and over again drives me to be like, okay, gonna just buy a house in North Carolina and we can go up there before to six weeks. It doesn't work out. We can just go to something else. But I think it's important to continually push yourself into, you know, out of your comfort zone or you do run the risk of being, you know, confined to a space, so to speak, physically. And in my words, it would be trapped. No, I agree completely. I think that a lot of people get uh, complacent with where they are comfort uh, in their comfort zone or things that uh, they are just, you know, complacent in where they are and what they want to do, what they want to do, maybe not be where they are in life. Uh, so I'm with you. Uh, I think it's everybody would be more happy, more uh, fulfilled if they continue to push those uh, things in their life that they really desire, that they really uh, would be beneficial for them. So I'm all about it. Go for it. Swing big. And I know in my life, every time I've taken those leaps of faith and got through the fear, man, I've never regretted it. Mm -hmm. Like when I come out on the other end, whatever change happened or whatever thing occurred that I was so fearful of, man, it was like the best thing ever. I feel so awesome. I I know you guys could probably share that same sentiment. Yeah. Normally when you do something, you're at least going to get a memory out of it or go from it. Even if it didn't go the way you wanted, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something in the worst case. All right, guys. I uh, really love the topic here. It's something that is very important to me in my life and appears to be in y'all's. And before we shut it down here, we're going to move into the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. And John literally went in the room 30 seconds a day and said, I got, I'm hitting the gas. So what you got, buddy? Yes, gassing it up. First off, it's a double gasser. Um, first off, I want to say thank you to CC. Last week, going to the um, football game, and I'm carrying the kids. I'm trying to get in the gate, and next thing you know, I see this uh, stud sprinting around, running around. I'm like, who is this? That Those legs look familiar, and it was CeCe. <laughs> CeCe was uh, leaving the game, and he got out, ran across the parking lot just to say hi. So yeah, I appreciate you taking that effort, so that was a fun Mr. Magnese pulling through. Oh yeah, Mr. Magnese <laughs> running through, trotting around, man. It was actually, I, it was I impressive. Saw Steve carrying his son. I was like, oh, I'm gonna sneak up. He did. He snuck right gonna, up on me. I'm gonna goose him. But I was like, he's holding the baby. I don't want him like freak out. <laughs> so I started jogging and I like ran like right in front of him, <laughs> just like like some random guy, just to kind of just cut him off and see what he say. So, <laughs> Look what an impact you made, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, pre- I appreciate you taking the time and doing that. But the second thing, uh, look, guys, I don't want y'all to spread this around. This is a secret, okay? Between us. October yes, 1st. This is a secret. Gotta do it. <laughs> this is a secret between us. So I'm having a surprise birthday party for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't tell so, me. So it's really a reverse surprise. So <laughs> I'm not telling anybody that I'm inviting that it's my birthday party, but it's going to be a birthday party. That so. is awesome. <laughs> it's going to be a reverse party. I've been talking about this for weeks. <laughs> I'm having the same lady come out and then do the pizzas in the backyard oh, like we did for uh, Father Michael's birthday. Y'all have any idea on how to pronounce the name? 
I really don't know, man. Yeah, we can't yeah, figure we can't it out either. It out. It's P-I-A-C-E-R-E. <laughs> I do took my yeah, spell spell it. Yeah, I might as well just spell it. But it's so awesome. Anyway, keep this quiet for a couple weeks, guys. Anything that comes out. Okay, don't want to. It's a matter of days. I, I want to surprise everybody who shows up. It's going to be awesome. It's just between us, Steve. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, we are looking forward to the experience here in a few days. <laughs> and guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Well, have us. you ever been to one? I saw a reverse. Uh, no, I have not. Me Someone either. throwing their own surprise. <laughs> I think I invented it. <laughs> and the guy actually had a true surprise party. When was that? Back in 40. Yeah, that was 40. Yeah, it was a good time, too. But we do appreciate everybody tuning in with us. Uh, we'll let y'all know how the party turns out. Uh, I'm guessing next week when we record. And um, if you do have any thoughts on you know finding freedom in your life, we'd love to hear from you. And if you get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, it would be much appreciated. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this your best life, won't you sing with